You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. Welcome into another exciting episode of the Filthy Fantasy Football Show, a safe space for all you foul mouth fantasy players out there. Tonight, it's your boys, King Josh, Josh the King, and the Fantasy Fish. How's it going? It's going. Happy Halloween to you and your family. Oh, thank you. You too. It was cool. Yeah. Passed out some candy. It's like, you know, side note, listeners, sorry, we didn't do pinks and stinks and waivers. So today's episode is going to be a little different, but it's because it was Halloween. We don't have like a fancy studio that a lot of places have. We record from home, and I didn't need my idiot dog barking the entire night when I had fucking kids coming to my house. Yeah, my for dog candy. barks every single time someone comes to the door. Mm-hmm. So it's a good thing we didn't. Plus, like, you know, it's funny. Like, it was nice. I actually had more kids trick or treating this year than last year, so that was kind of nice. Like, the the world is is healing from COVID herpes. But what actually pissed me off though was this morning. Um, when I was putting the trash cans back in, there's fucking candy wrappers from the candy I handed out, like in my fucking yard. And it's like, God damn, man, you fucking animals. Like you couldn't just take it with you or like that shit actually made me. I guess you should just put a trash can by your mailbox or something. I actually, well, it was trash. It was trash day. And I left my trash can on the street for that purpose. Cause I didn't want people leaving. It's like, you could yeah. use my trash can, bro. You don't need to put it on my grass. Like, don't just throw it in my fucking yard, <laughs> like, you fucking animals. Like, <laughs> Thanks for the candy. You're some fucking trash jerk. <laughs> yeah. Here's your... F- oh, fucking Sour Patch Kids. Fuck you, old man. Throw this shit in your yard. And then it's funny. Like, I saw a couple man. kids that, like, looked way too old to be trick-or-treating. And then I was like, I think I was, like, 15 or 16 the last time I went trick-or-treating. So I was like, eh. I had this conversation with somebody recently, and, like, I don't really... Give a fuck. Like, if you're a full grown man and you come to my door and, like, dress up in a costume and say trick or treat, like, I'll give you some candy. I don't really care. Like, I'm not going to do it, but, like, more power <laughs> to you. Have fun while you can. Although, the kids, the kids that didn't dress up, I almost want to be like, no, you don't get any fucking candy. You little shit. Throw a mask on. Put a sock on your fucking head. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, you got to have some people dress up. You got to dress up, dude. Like, you'd be a ghost, dude. Get a white sheet. It's yeah. easy. You cut two holes in it, you're done. Or like, you know, get, throw some, throw like a little fucking black lipstick on, like make yourself look like a skull or some shit like that. Like do something. But yeah. Either way, it was fun. Um, yeah, I mean, we. Oh, and then like also today's episode is gonna be a little different too, cause I'm going out of town, and uh, you know we're just busy with life. Yeah, you're celebrating that ripe old age of yours. Yeah. Yeah, getting fucking... You know what's funny? I don't understand why, like, every time you go on a trip, like, you... Like, let's... Like, like for instance, like, I need a pair of boots. I see these pair of boots every day for, like, a fucking year. And then the one day I need them, I can't fucking find them. And I have no idea where they are. And then, you know, you ask your significant other, like, hey, did you move my shit? And they're always like, no, no, I didn't. And sure enough, they fucking did. And I know she did. And she put them somewhere and she won't fucking tell me. And she says, I don't know where they are. Like, I'll have to look for them when I get home. Probably moved them and didn't remember. 
the thing is, you're gonna find them the day you get back from vacation. I know. I mean, it's fine. It it's gonna yeah, be cold, happen. so I, I'm, I don't want to fucking hike anyways. You know, it's funny. I don't even really want to go. It's always funny. Like you were talking about it too. Like your wife. You know, they make a bigger deal out of your birthday than I like. I don't give a shit that it's my birthday. I don't care at all. But yeah, I usually have like a nice dinner, and that's it. Like I, I even then, I like I I don't care. I need some mac and cheese. Sit on the couch. That's just another day. I still got to work tomorrow. Probably, you know, it's not like I get a week off or something. Well, it's fun. like my birthday's. It's next week, but we're celebrating it a week early. But then, like. I don't want to do anything like my idea. Uh, my a good idea for birthday is people just don't bother me for a day. Like that sounds nice. Yeah. Like, like no one, like no one, just no one texts me, me. No one call me. Yeah. Just leave me alone for like a day. Like that actually sounds very nice to me. I do that for father's day. Sometimes my wife's like, what do you want to do for father's day? I'm like, I want to do absolutely nothing. Yeah. Like I want to yeah. do nothing. And then when somebody says, Hey, can you do this? I'm like, no I fucking can't. <laughs> no, sorry, Father's Day. Yeah. <laughs> Although, like the the one thing the one thing that we were doing that I did want is I got some really good high quality bratwurst with some really good like like pretzel buns. I got some good spicy mayo and sauerkraut. I got some potato salad, and it's gonna sound weird, but I love them and Oreos. So I'm gonna have some Oreos, some potato salad, and some good fucking German sausage, dude. Like I'm like okay. Wait, you put the Oreos in the potato salad? No, no, I just oh, I just I thought like you to said, eat Oreos. No, that's fine. I thought you were for some reason going crazy on us and putting it in. Oh, the no, 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 no! I'm, I was I'm like, not a serial killer. That's a little extra. <laughs> I, uh, I just I like Oreos. I, yeah, I Oreos are good. Why would that be weird? I don't know, because like some people are always like, "Don't you want like a cake or something?" Like I don't know, dude. Like some nice Oreos just are good. You know, like it's simple. Grab a handful of cookies. Like it's it's good. I remember one year, um, it was my my thirtieth birthday. You know, so the big dirty thirty. And uh, you know, my girlfriend was like, "What do you want to do?" And I was like, "I just want like a really nice steak and a whiskey." So we went to just a really nice steakhouse, and I had a steak and a whiskey, and that's all I wanted. And it was a good. That was a good birthday. Like I was, yeah, those are the best birthdays. Yeah, I think last year I did crab legs and steak, but we cooked them at my house. That was pretty good too. I actually like. See, I like cooking and I'm good at it. So sometimes, like, I don't want to go anywhere. I'd rather just make my own food because I know I can do a pretty good job. Like uh, last year, two years ago, I really wanted a lasagna, so I just bought all the shit to make a lasagna. So I made a lasagna and it was fucking delicious and. I didn't have to go anywhere. Stay in yeah. pajamas. The thing, the thing too is like, some sometimes you want like a combo that you can't get. Like, where would I? Where was I gonna go to get crab leg? Especially where I live, right? There's not very many mm. restaurants where yeah. I live that have like a good variety. Like, where can I get crab leg steak with asparagus and mashed potatoes? Like, there's probably restaurants out there, but it's probably also like eighty dollars a person. And it's like I spent eighty dollars on all this shit to make it at home. Yeah, and that's the thing, like. Cause like 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 you said the 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 year I made the lasagna you know bought high quality Italian sausage bought like you know really good everything spent like thirty bucks in groceries but you know if you try and I had an entire fucking lasagna casserole to myself that I ate for the yeah next, for like, like a week. week yeah whereas if you go to a restaurant they give you like a slice of lasagna it might taste delicious but and it's like forty dollars and it's like yeah nah plus like. I, I like not having to get dressed. 
if I could just stay in pajamas and like comfy clothes all day, that's oh, more yeah. my speed. Yeah, I'm I'm the same, dude. Like I don't need to do anything. Why do I gotta get into these uncomfortable pants? Yeah. Like I can sorry, but jeans are not jeans are not pajamas. No, dude, I can stay in sweatpants and socks all day. Yes, sign me up. Like, that's all I want. But you know, it's 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 nice. My uh, my special lady friend is she made arrangements. We're gonna have a fun time. But yeah, so we're gonna oh, yeah, you're gonna have a blast. Yeah, we're gonna juggernaut this episode. So basically, since we missed, I mean, it's currently Tuesday, so waivers will you know process tonight. But this episode probably won't come out till. I don't know, Wednesday, Thursday, something like that. So what we're going to talk about is just kind of a, a, a culmination of everything. Like, you know, who's on by, who are some of the fillers we like? We're going to talk about the matchups. So it's just like, so, so buckle in, sit tight, you know? Yeah. Today's the trade deadline, man. There's a lot of big news too. So yeah, well, let's, uh, let's start with the news then. So, First off, a couple of big trades happen. Like you said, Zach Moss goes to the Colts. Naheem Hines goes to the Bills. They also exchanged some draft picks in that, but we were actually talking about this in our group chat. Like that one's actually surprising to me because Naheem Hines and Devin Singletary are almost the same player. So I don't quite understand it. Now, maybe Hines is a better because you could argue that Hines is one of the best pass catching running backs in the NFL. Like, like one of the, like the like the satellite Darren Sproles type. Actually, I think Singletary might be a little bit bigger than Hines, but um, yeah, I'm looking they're right basically now. the yeah. same player. So that, that was surprising to me. Um, plus they, they just took a day two pick on James Cook. Actually, was it a second round pick on James Cook? I feel like they drafted him kind of high. I think it was. That's, um, if you break them all down here, the Singletary's five seven two zero three, and Hines is five nine one ninety six. So they're both you know so they're about close the same to two hundred pounds. James yeah. Cook is taller than both of them, but only one ninety. I don't understand it. Well, I mean, like James Cook, his his sample size is very small, but he looks fine. I mean, he didn't mm-hmm. look like earth shattering, but he seemed fine. I, he actually he looked okay when they played Green Bay and he had like the one catcher run, but he went for like twenty yards. It's like okay, like he's explosive, like he looks good. But I don't know, like I mean, I'm happy for Hines. I love Naheem Hines. Like I've I've had him in a couple leagues, and I think he's a super talented player. So it's like, hey man, congratulations on getting on a much better situation. Um, I feel kind of bad for Zach. I like Zach Moss. It's kind of sad that they're just like, nah, fuck you. Thank you, fuck yeah. you, Zach Moss. I, I guess my thing with this trade, like for fantasy, I think you still avoid the Buffalo backfield. I mean, Singletary, if, if you're going to roll somebody out, it's still the guy to have mm-hmm. until further notice. But it, this makes it kind of murky. What will they do with Hines? How will they use him? Or is this a sign that Cook is going to be edged in more and Singletary and Hines are just going to be complementary pieces? Who knows? But it also doesn't really make sense for the Colts or the Bills. Like, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, you didn't really gain or lose anything here. I was hoping, like, Hines ended up on, like, Kansas City or, I don't know, maybe the Rams. Like, someone who, like, really needed, uh, like, especially a pass-catching running back. Like, that that would have been great. But, I mean, who knows? 
I think Singletary's still the guy to roster. Definitely pick up Hines because I, I don't know. They made a move for him. They gave up some draft capital for him. So I think ultimately he might be someone you want. I think eventually he might take over the uh, the the position, but I don't know. Weird trade, but hey, it happens. Uh, Calvin Ridley, the suspended Falcon, is now a Jacksonville Jaguar. Um, the trade is actually weird. It's the the Jaguars give up either a fifth or a sixth in twenty three, and a uh, twenty four second, third, or fourth round pick, depending on Ridley's suspension. Like if he can make the team, if the suspension's over. Um, I ultimately though, I will say this: if Ridley does make it back, I actually love this trade. I I think this is actually a great trade for him because. The Falcons can't even carry two relevant pass catching players with Pitts in London. So like I don't know how I was actually kind of worried about Ridley coming back. But now adding another weapon to like because Calvin Ridley, no disrespect to Christian Kirk or Zay Jones. He is so much better than those guys. And so now you add like a true potential alpha receiver to that offense. Right. And, and Marvin you know, Jones is on his way out there. I think it's good. It adds a lot of it, it's there's a lot of youth in this wide receiver group now. Like Christian Kirk's looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. Add another piece in there, and it's it's going to be pretty good. I wonder if there's Atlanta knows more about Calvin Ridley than uh, they're caring to admit. I yeah, it's possible. <laughs> um, Jeff Wilson is now reunited with Raheem Mostert to be his backup again. They were teammates together in San Francisco, but the Miami Dolphins sent. Chase Edmonds to the Denver Broncos. He was part of the package deal for um, Bradley Chubb, which, I mean, good for Bradley Chubb, man. You know, move on to a better team. Um, but now Jeff Wilson, he's reunited with uh, his old offensive coordinator. He's now on the Dolphins, which I actually like that because, you know, Wilson wasn't going to be used, especially with Eli Mitchell coming back eventually. You know, Wilson was odd man out. And now, although... Wilson gets hurt, so does Mostert. But, you know, hey, Wilson now worked his way into a position where he could eventually be a starter again. Yeah. Um, I, I do like this trade a lot. But, it, well, the whole thing that Miami did there, you know, they offloaded Chase Edmonds. Mm-hmm. They upgraded their their defense in that trade. And then they went and got a better running back than, Trace, than I know. Chase Edmonds in a, from a different team. So, it, it's that well. Dude, Miami, who knows? They could give the Bills a run for their money uh, come playoff season. Like, you know, especially with the – dude, uh, Tyree Kill, he's on pace to have the all-time wide receiver record for receiving yards in a year. Yeah, bajillion yards. He already has like 1,000 yards right now, and it's only week eight. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, technically now it's week nine, but dude, shit's fucking crazy. Yeah, they played um, eight weeks. No. Yeah, shit's, shit's wild. And then uh, Chase Edmonds in Denver. I – I think this could be good for Edmonds. I think maybe going to a new situation might not be awful for him because, you know, Mostert has been outstanding for fantasy. Chase Edmonds is a talented player, and now you're you're behind an old Latavius Murray, a fumbled and injured Melvin Gordon. So who knows? Maybe Chase Edmonds can work his way into some sort of fantasy relevance there. Yeah, you'd think you should be able to. I mean, with the backfield they have, it's just can the offense produce a little more. That's the problem. The offense sucks. 
I'm surprised they didn't move Jerry Judy. Like, I don't know if it's Denver's delusions of thinking that they're still going to be contending for a playoff spot this year, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they tried. You never know. Yeah. Uh, Chase Claypool. He was moved to from the Steelers to the Chicago Bears for a 2023 20, second round pick. I actually like this trade as well. Um, I remember a guy, te- a guy I know, he was texting me like, "Dude, that fucking sucks." I was like, "It doesn't get, it couldn't get much worse than it was with his situation in Pittsburgh." You know, the emergence of Pickens. I think this helps everybody though, because Pickens less tar- less people to compete in in Pittsburgh. So now DJ uh, Pickett and Fryermuth get more targets. Bears don't really throw the ball a lot, but it helps their offense though, because now you have a six foot four, two hundred and twenty pound guy that can run really fast. Yeah, and I think they're they've been steadily getting better. They've been throwing the ball a little bit more. You know, they're up to like the twenty two, twenty three range where early in the season they were barely breaking fifteen. I think part of the reason they don't throw it is because they don't have anybody to throw to. So I think you might see another uptick there in the passing game. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the last like big trade, TJ Hawkinson. Well, Irv Smith is going to be on IR for eight to 10 weeks. Uh, Schefter's reporting. So they traded for TJ Hawkinson. So the Vikings, they, they pick up TJ and uh, Detroit's 2023 fourth and their 2024 fourth. Uh, the Lions get the 2023 second and a 2024 third. So basically, the Lions move up two rounds in 2023 and one round in 2024 uh, in exchange for Hawkinson, which I actually like that trade for Detroit. I mean, at first, I was kind of like confused by it, but I was like, you know what? Jamison Williams is eventually going to come back. DJ Chark will hopefully be healthy again at some point in time this year. Uh, and I don't think they want to pay a bunch of money to TJ Hawkinson because this was the last year of his deal anyways. So it's like, fuck it, let's get something. Yeah, they, they weren't getting Hawkinson back anyways. So it's, you go get something for him while you can. They aren't going to contend. They weren't going to contend regardless mm. that they kept him. You know, so makes I sense. Actually, like I said, I get it. It, it makes sense because like, at first I thought about it and I was like, well, it seems silly to remove a pass catcher. And then I'm like, nah, because they don't want to give a, you know, a $60 million contract to TJ Hawkinson because he's not worth that. But if they want to keep Right, him, and Jameson Williams should come back soon. Mm-hmm. So that, that's which a, would just add another mouth. Yeah. But good on him. And good for you, Hawkinson. I, although I think he's probably going to be more used as a blocker because he's actually a really good uh, blocking tight end. But I mean, it, it helps their offense. He still holds value. I mean, they, Irv Smith held value, then Hawkinson's going to hold value too. Mm-hmm. So. And Cousins is a better quarterback than Goff. So, you know, who knows? Might take him a couple weeks, but I don't know. It'll be cool. It'll be fun to see. Um, I think that was it for trades, yeah. right? I think you got them all. There were some defensive trades, but this is... Nah, we don't talk about DST. All right, cool. Let's move on. Let's talk about some games. So week nine, bye weeks. You got Cleveland Browns, Dallas Cowboys, Denver Broncos, New York Giants, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the San Francisco 49ers. So there are some major major guys out on bye week which is absolutely brutal so bear with us as we go through some of the matchups there's going to be guys that are probably available on your wire waiver wire that we'll talk about um 
for the sake of time, we're not going to do Vegas spreads on these games. Let's just talk about the games. Let's start off with the Thursday night game, 7-0 Philadelphia Eagles taking on the 1-5-1 Houston Texans. Um, you're playing all of your Eagles. God damn, what a game they had. Just fucking Jalen Hurts, man. Four touchdowns. Yeah, he's killing it. It's so funny. Like, Brown, too. Three touchdowns in the first half. Then even Miles Sanders, I think, yeah, he scored too. So like everybody scored. sucks is like Devontae Smith only had like five fantasy points. I mean, he had eight targets still, though. Yeah. Devontae oh, well. Smith is one of those guys where you just have to keep playing him and just hope for the – okay, if – I mean, we we try to like navigate this show more redraft. Would you try to move Devonta Smith? Like, if you could move Devonta Smith, like, maybe, like, take Devonta Smith and, like, a Tony Pollard, and you can get back, like, DeAndre Hopkins. Would you do that? Probably. I guess it depends what I need. Can I afford to get rid of Pollard? Actually, probably not. Especially now with Zeke being banged up. But Right, but, but in theory, right, I think that that wouldn't be a bad idea. Because Devontae Smith still has value. Like, he's week one, he had a goose egg, but he's got, you know, 11, 26, and then three, then 13, then 12. So he's a little hit and miss. But, I mean, he's got a lot of potential. The biggest thing I can say about Devontae Smith is in the playoffs, the fantasy playoffs at least, he plays Dallas. New Orleans, and then the Giants, who all have been pretty decent against the pass. The Saints, not so much. But Dallas will be a pretty tough matchup for your first week in the fantasy playoffs. And the Giants have proven to not be too generous either. I just feel with the Eagles just rolling right now, I would try to cap. Like, even even then, I would even try to move Miles Sanders if you can. Like, if you can upgrade, like, maybe, like, lump Sanders in a player for a slight upgrade at running back and – or Smith and a player to try to upgrade a wide receiver just because the name, like, I mean, outside of Goddard hurts and, and Brown, I think I would try to upgrade my positional players from the, the Eagles just because uh, like he likes AJ Brown. It's, it's very, yeah. AJ Brown. You can't really upgrade AJ Brown, you know, unless you're getting like Cooper cup or something, but I don't think you can acquire A.J. Brown from somebody, especially after a three-touchdown performance. You're not going to get him. Right. Yeah, I I, would, I think anybody they're, – they're all movable, though, except for That's those true. pieces you said. Other side of the ball, uh, would you da- – tough matchup. Would you still play Damian Pierce? Yeah. I mean, he's I think you have to. yet to score less play. than 10 points week since week two. Yeah, but he was sharing the backfield – at the beginning of the year, you know, now it's clearly, it's clearly his job. Yeah. It's his role. And he's done good enough to be startable every week. So you got to keep rolling him out. All right, cool. Moving on four and three chargers taking on four and four Atlanta Falcons. Um, Josh Palmer is definitely a name you guys need to look out for because Mike Williams is hurt. And then again, with the bye weeks of, uh, you know, so Cleveland, no, no Amari Cooper, no CeeDee Lamb, you know, those guys. So it's like, look, look if Josh Palmer, he's rostered just about everywhere, though. I think he's rostered in like, I think it was like 75% of leagues in Yahoo. So he's probably taken, but he's worth he's worth at least looking for because he's, he's going to be in a role where 
you know, Mike Williams is going to miss two, three, four weeks. So, and you got to think, Keenan Allen. We still don't know just how healthy exactly. he is. Jo- Josh Palmer I... could roll into a number one role. And then thanks for bringing Keenan Allen being banged up too, because DeAndre Carter is kind of like a slot receiver. So again, if Allen is out, Palmer Carter need to be rostered immediately. Like, stop what you're doing and pick up the either of those guys or both if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for fantasy purposes, you know, obviously play Herbert Eckler. If Keenan Allen plays, you play him. I think. Yeah, I think you could start too. Palmer too. Everett, one hundred percent. Um, other side of the ball, I fucking Falcons, man. Kyle Pitts finally scores the touchdown last week, five for eighty and a touchdown <laughs> on nine targets. I still think you should yeah. trade away Kyle Pitts. <laughs> I mean. What do you do with Drake London too? Like, do you trade trade him away also if you can? Because I, they're kind of the same situation, right? It's not necessarily their talent or skill; it's the offense they're running. Honestly, if you can move, I wouldn't want to roster anybody on the Falcons. Period. Like, it's just like like I love Tyler Algier. I was a big Algier homer at the beginning of the year, but um, Cordell Patterson's on his way back. So I mean, that running back backfield is going to get murky, and then you know. London, I would try to capitalize on the big name because, you know, he started off the year pretty strong in, in week one, two, and three. But if you look, uh, if you combine his weeks four through eight, he has scored less points than his week two. Just yeah. about. Yeah. He's done <laughs> so that, that's pretty pathetic. So I would, I don't know, I would try to capitalize on the name. Same thing with Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I agree. Uh, moving on, five and three Miami Dolphins taking on three and five Bears. Now that uh, uh, Edmonds is gone, not that you were playing Edmonds, but you know Mostert's clearly the guy. Um, who knows? Maybe Wilson was dropped in your league by a manager who was very frustrated with the, giving the Christian McCaffrey to San Francisco. So if Wilson's available, pick him up. Absolutely, pick him up because um, Mostert has a history of being hurt. And Wilson, he's a good pass catching back. He's a good running back. Jeff, he's a good all around back. Really, yeah, Jeff Wilson's a good running back. He could he could play his way into a role even with Mostert playing. I don't think they want Mostert to be a bell cow. I think he just has to be. Yeah, you're probably right. So yeah, I mean if if yeah, so pick up pick up Wilson if he's out there. He probably is. So mm-hmm. you know. Again, get off your ass. Go pick up uh, Jeff Wilson. He's a good, he's a stud. I love Jeff Wilson. Um, Tyreek Hill and Waddle are so good. Mike Gusecki scored again. Is he? Are you gaining interest in Mike Gusecki at all? I mean, he's, I think he's a you know tight end. He seems to have. He seems to be one of the tight ends that you have to have a touchdown, and I don't really like that. But it's not terrible. He's never goose egged us. He came fucking really close week one, but he had one catch for one yard it. week one. <laughs> That's right. You know what's funny? I, 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 to quote you, it's tight and do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, sure. Uh, now that Chase Claypool's on Chicago, I wasn't. I mean, you probably already have made other arrangements than playing him all year. I wouldn't rush to go start him this week. Um, I think Mooney is worth playing uh, as like a flex, like a wide receiver three or a flex, just because um, 
you know, he's kind of shown a little, you know, I, I think that, like with Fields like scrambling and he's throwing the ball a little more, I, I think Mooney's kind of, and plus Miami's defense he's, kind of. He's but, getting more promising than he's been. Yes. Lately. And I think this offensive move only helps. I th- still think they got to give Justin Fields more time back there. But I think that this helps. And plus, it's bye weeks this week. This is like one of the worst bye weeks for fantasy. So, can certainly it's probably a tough one. roll it's Mooney a tough out one. there. Uh, Khalil Herbert, I think he's basically an every week play now. He's so much better than David Montgomery. And I think the offense likes it more than David Montgomery, too. Yeah, I mean, Montgomery's not really doing that bad, but he's not. I think you could play either of them, and you're going to get, you know, you're looking for like 10 to 12 points, so like a flex play. You don't think you're wanting to roll one of these guys out as your number two. That being said, I think Herbert has got a better future going forward. I think it's going to be a similar situation to like what we saw with like Brees Hall, where it took a few weeks, and then here you go, man. Because he does look a lot better. I mean, he's he's probably rostered in your league, but again, Herbert's one of those players you should look at, especially because you know, again, this week some big bye weeks. You know, Ch- Chubb's gone, mm-hmm. Cream Hunt's gone, Pollard, Zeke, uh, Saquon, Christian McCaffrey. So, you know, Khalil Herbert, if if he's out there, pick him up. Like I, I think he's a decent play this week, especially because uh, I mean, despite the the players they've added to that Miami defense, they're surrendering a lot of points anyways. Um, right. You know, they're giving up 27, 24, 28, 38 points. So, I don't know. Might be worth a shot. Especially because Herbert's so fucking explosive. Like, he's the kind of player that when he touches the ball, if he gets out in space, he could break it for a, a long gain or something. So, yeah, he could. But, yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, two and six, Carolina Panthers taking on four and four, Cincinnati Bengals. Deonta Foreman, man. Fuck. Back-to-back weeks of 118 rushing yards. Had three touchdowns against Atlanta. I'm staying in those hot flames. I'm 100% playing Foreman again. And it he should be rostered in 100% of leagues. I know he's not, but he should be. Cause... Yeah, he should be, but he might he might be out there in yours. He's he's looking good. You got you to gotta roll with it. He's available in, 70, in 23% of leagues. So he might be available. So... Fuck it. it. Look, just take a look, see if he's there. Um, DJ Moore didn't get traded, and that makes me sad. I was really hoping he was going to be a Charger. Yeah. It just made sense. It just made so much sense. <laughs> not, to, not to Carolina. They need to hold on to him for their bright future that they have. Yeah. But, and then, but with that being said, uh, he did miss last week, but Chuba Hubbard, he might be available in your leagues as well. Um, He's supposed to be worked back into the offense. I think it's Foreman's backfield now, but I think Hubbard will have a role. And he's available in 57% of leagues right now, so there's a chance he's available. And, you know, with injuries and bye weeks, he might be worth a bench stash. Yeah, certainly. I mean, the bench stash alone kind of has its own value there. We've seen that he can produce if he's given opportunity, so... He's not a bad player. Really? No, he's like, not. A couple weeks ago against Tampa Bay, 9 for 63 and a touchdown. So, um, Yeah, exactly. He's a good player. Other side of the ball, uh, Samaj P. Ryan 
fucking mess. Did you see that game last night? It was embarrassing. <laughs> it was. Like, Joe Mixon just couldn't get anything going. I mean, he salvaged his day by having seven catches on nine targets. You know, so in PPR half, you love that, but. I mean, he was averaging 3.3 yards a carry, which isn't that great. But it doesn't seem like he should have got more than eight carries. That's not so bad that you want to not run the ball anymore. You know, it made no sense. Yeah, uh, and the reason why I said Samaj P. Ryan is I was just going to say, now's the time in the season where if you have places on your bench where you can stash handcuffs, P. Ryan might be a guy that you want to keep an eye on or at least, you know, because he's probably available in your league. I think he's a – but – I will like he okay, he hasn't done much in terms of fantasy, but he played in twenty five percent of the snaps last night to Mixon's seventy two percent. So P Ryan is clearly the backup there. So especially like fantasy playoffs are right around the corner. And, you know, if you have Mixon or, you know, you play in a hyper competitive league, you don't want to get caught with your pants down. So if you can afford a bench stash, P Ryan is definitely a yes, good one and like yeah. Um, Hayden Hurst, he's a safe tight end. I mean, you know, week in, week out, he's okay. But, God, what a bad game last night, though. It was embarrassing to just get your dick kicked in by fucking Cleveland. Yeah, they got beat bad, dude. Like, they they didn't look in it really ever. I mean, luckily, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd both had a decent fantasy game. I mean, Tyler Boyd only had five targets, 38 yards, but he got a touchdown. You know, if you pick them up, filling in for Chase, or not filling in for Chase, but like as a go grab this guy since Chase is hurt, it didn't kill you. And, you know, T. Higgins was kind of the same. Yeah. It was a gross game. It was terrible, man. It was bad. I mean, you know, for, for fantasy purposes, you're happy, but I don't know. I'd be a little concerned, though, because I don't know. It's just, it was just a bad game. I mean, Joe Burrow just. Yeah. He looked he looked lost. It was just you know. Yeah, he did. The offensive line wasn't giving him any, no Rome's time. love kicker. Yeah, fucking missed an extra point and his only field goal attempt. Like they looked so bad. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Yeah. All right, moving on. Three and five. Green Bay taking on one and six. Detroit. Um, Speaking oh of bad, Green Bay's bad. This is gonna be a bad game too. I mean, Green Bay will probably win, but just a bad game. Realistically, for fantasy. You play Aaron Jones. If Lazard is healthy, I think you play Lazard just because he's been Rodgers' go-to guy. And I think Dubs has kind of earned a – you know, because with Lazard out last week, he had seven targets, went four for 62 and a touchdown. So, Yeah. Dubs is working his way up there. Lazard's still the guy. I think just because bye weeks and stuff, you might be able to get away with A.J. Dillon this time. I know he's been kind of crap all season. But if he if there's a team he should be able to turn around against, this is this is the one. He's still yeah. getting carries, you know. He's getting 10, 10 carries a game still. So mm-hmm. it just sucks because like I I drafted Dylan in a lot of drafts, <laughs> and and oh, he was so after, good last year. After he was great last year, and after week one, I was like, oh fuck yeah, dude, this guy's gonna be a fucking stud. And then he's been poop. Yep. But like you said, he's averaging ten carries a game. So and then Detroit. You know, that defense is bad, and I don't know. We'll see. Uh, For Detroit, DeAndre Swift is clearly still hurt. 
even um, the fucking head coach was talking about how they gave too many carries to DeAndre Swift, and he only carried the ball five times and had five uh, targets. So he only had 10 touches, but apparently that was too much. Uh, Jamal <laughs> Williams has been outstanding um, filling in for Swift. So, I mean, if Swift is out Swift there, you back. still play him. I want him back. I need him. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of too late in the one league I have him, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, another name I want to bring up. Again, bye week fill-ins plus injuries. Khalif Raymond might be a player you want to keep an eye on because DJ Chark is hurt. Josh Reynolds is, you know, banged up. Uh, Khalif Raymond last week, you know, four catch, four targets, but three for 76. Um, and now that TJ Hawkinson's gone, I don't know. Brock Wright, James Mitchell, I don't know. I, I wouldn't worry about their tight end so much. Yeah, we haven't seen enough of either of those guys to care. But Cleve Raymond and Josh Reynolds are a couple names I want people to keep an eye on, especially like in this bye week, you know, no Amari Cooper, no CD Lamb, no Cortland Sutton, you know, no Debo, no Brandon Ayuk. So, you know, fuck it. And Green Bay's defense isn't shutting anybody down. So, yeah, and Detroit throws the ball a ton, man. The yeah. fewest passes they've had all season is 26. The next fewest after that is 34. So, they yeah, you love that. So go out there and grab Reynolds and Raymond. Uh, moving on, two and five Vegas Raiders taking on two and six Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, gross, gross, gross. Why gross. do all these football teams suck? Yeah, dude, just shut down. It's like last three week. shitty games we talked about in a row: Carolina, Cincinnati, Green Bay, Detroit, Vegas, Jacksonville. Our next game's not that exciting. Interesting. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Either way, a lot of bad football this week. Um. I mean, I don't know. Jacksonville's defense is whatever. And I'm not expecting them to get shut out again. Derek Carr got benched, though, because he was so bad that the team was no, like, dude, the fuck Saints you. were so good. Yeah. That's that the Saints' Derek- defense that you expected to see, though. But um, I think they'll get back to where they were next week. You know, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs will be just fine. Fuck you, Darren Waller. Play, goddammit. Yeah, Jesus Christ. You know, it shows you how gross the tight end position is. Because, like, Darren Waller had two pretty good games and then two meh games. And then he he's missed four weeks, including the bye. But he's still the tight end 26 on the year. And he's only really played in, like, two games. <laughs> and people still want him to come back so they can put him in their lineup to be disappointed. I don't like honestly Darren Waller. I think he's a trap because I can't trade him in any leagues. I'm trying to get rid of him, and I can't get rid of him. Like people are wising up, they're like, "No, nah, I don't want any of that bullshit." Yeah, it does feel that way. But you know what can you do? Um, other side of the ball, Etn man, guy's a fucking stud. Yeah, he's cruising along just fine. Even better now that James Robinson's gone. Yep. So I don't know. You play all your Jacksonville Jaguars, especially even Anger Evan Anger, Man, he's last couple of weeks. You know, last week four for fifty five in the touchdown. Week before four for sixty seven. Week before five for forty. Week before six for sixty nine. So I, I like Evan Ingram a lot, especially because yeah, I don't know how much I like these receivers. I definitely wouldn't start Zay Jones, but even Christian Kirk, like he's in, only had one game over a hundred yards. 
and he's got four touchdowns. It's he's a wide receiver fourteen and sixteen, so I think you play him. He's like a wide receiver too, but it's not like mind-boggling numbers or anything, or even something that you're like, hell yeah, I'm comfortable with this going forward. Still kind of uh, questionable. It's because Trevor Lawrence kind of sucks. But yeah. I don't know. The Saints kind of like did whatever they wanted to him. So I mean, yeah. I don't know. This could very well be a, a fucking ETN game where he's going to run for 24 carries for 180 yards and three touchdowns. It so. probably should be if they want to win. Yeah, just do what Alvin Kamara did. And yeah. you know what? ETN and, and Kamara are very similar skill set players. So that could happen. I, I would still play yeah. Christian Kirk, though, because fuck it. Why not? Raiders suck. You got to play him, right? Like, he's producing more than other receivers. It's just mm-hmm. kind of up and down. Yeah. All right, moving on. 3-4-1. and one. Colts taking on the 4-4 four and four, uh, New England Patriots. Uh, oh, God. Well, now that uh, Naheem Hines is gone, Deion Jackson, I think, is the player you kind of want to roster just because when – Jonathan Taylor went out, Jackson was in, and it was actually pretty good. So if you have a bench spot, you can afford it. Again, kind of like how you were just talking about, now's the time you kind of want to start picking up some of these bench stashes. And uh, Deion Jackson's a name you should definitely look for. Yeah, I agree. What do you, uh, Taylor, you got to keep your own mouth there, but man, that's, it's tough. It's kind of like you said, you said it, you did it in our home league, and you did. You get it against me for some reason, you all of a sudden, the team decided to be good. But, like, benching <laughs> Najee Harris. Like, do you bench Jonathan Taylor at this point? If you have an alternative option, like, uh, that's a little bit more consistent. I mean, sometimes it's circumstantial. If you, like... have, a, if you have a Rohe Mostert, and then you could pop in Mostert, bench Jonathan Taylor, and then go start Christian Kirk in the flex instead, would you do that? Probably, because New England is notorious for shutting down the number one player on offenses, and I could see them trying to shut down Jonathan Taylor, you know, well, Jonathan Taylor's been shut down by a bunch of fucking nobodies this year. True. And and Sam Ellinger is not fooling anybody. I would make Sam Ellinger beat me. I'd be like, fuck right. it, throw. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's, I mean, so so just so the listeners know, I, I was kind of lucky in the sense that in, in our home league where I beat Fish uh, on Sunday, I have Najee Harris on my roster, but I also have Tony Pollard. I picked up Deonta Foreman and I have Nick Chubb. So I was like, fuck it. Zeke's out. Pollard has looked pretty good. So I'll just play him and it's a good matchup. And then I was like, and I'll play Foreman because he was pretty good against Tampa Bay and Atlanta's defense is whatever. And then, you know, Nick Chubb always plays. And I was like, fuck you, Najee Harris. You're a waste of fucking. I mean, we were just talking about it before the show. I was like, if he wasn't my first round pick, he wouldn't be on my roster. I'd drop him if I could. But yeah, you would like have to. I he sucks. He sucks for fantasy right now. And I can't play him. So it's like he's just going to sit on my fucking bench until further. And that's kind of that's kind of how Jonathan Taylor is like for one. Like and he twisted his ankle up again. So we'll see about that. But he's a running back 33 right now. So he's like a low end flex play. That's his performance. Like, yes, I know you drafted him one on one, but like, get over it. Like the shit ain't there. Well, that's the thing. We, we, we've we actually touched base on this before. At this point in the year, it's now week nine. Draft capital means shit. You need to win, especially if you're mm-hmm. four and four, 
three and five, two and six. You need to win. So ignore yeah. that he was the one on one. You just got to play matchups. And if you have better options than uh, fucking playing Taylor, then bench him. Bench him until further, especially because yeah. adding Sam Ellinger did not help that offense. So. Yeah. No, and you know, the thing is with Taylor, if you bench somebody like this, like yeah, you might miss out. There's no signs indicating that you're gonna miss out on anything. So you might miss out, and he might have a good week, and then you can pop him back in there and hope he turns it around for the rest of the season. But the floor is pretty low. I just wonder what happened with the Jonathan Taylor of Week One, who went 31 for 161 and a touchdown. Like what happened? To, like I know he got hurt, but. Even when he wasn't hurt, 9 for 54, 20 for 42. Like, the fuck happened? Like. Yeah, I don't know. Um, other side of the ball. You play Stevenson. You play I, Jacoby Myers, I think he's he's a weekly play. And that's probably it for the Patriots. That is it. Yeah. Uh, moving on. 6-1 uh, Colts, 5-3 and three Jets. Would you play the the new the new new? Actually, I heard uh, that Naheem Hines is actually flown out to Buffalo. Yeah, he's already uh, there. He's already there. He's like, "Give me the fuck out of here!" Thank you. Yeah, he was too excited. <laughs> um, although I think kind of like you said, I I would avoid this backfield. I mean, you play Singletary just because he's he's the incumbent starter, but I don't know. Like outside of Allen, Diggs, Davis, I'm probably not really playing anybody else. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You could throw in Dawson Knox because he's a tight end, so who the fuck cares? But I would wait on Hines. I mean, he could produce. He could be. You know, we don't really know how they're going to use him. What role is he going to have? Is he? You know, so until we see something, what they're going to do with him, it's kind of mm-hmm. like let's just let's hold our breath and hope. Then on the Jets, I don't want to play anybody on the Jets. I mean, maybe Garrett Wilson. He had a great week last week, seven targets, six for 115. But, like, I just – you know what's funny? Zach Wilson, so, I mean, he did throw for 355 and two touchdowns, but he threw horrible – he threw three picks and were horrible. He looked – like, if you don't look – like, if you look at the stat line, you're like, wow, 355 for two? That's not bad. But then you're like, nah, dude, yeah. I watched that game. It was bad. Dude, he completed 20 20- – out of 41 receptions. He had a less than 50% completion percentage. That is mm-hmm. god awful. Yeah, it was it was like, bad. Sure it worked out for fantasy, but that was a terrible football game. Yeah. But I don't know. I the Bill the Bills yeah, defense avoid is them good all, too. Man. I'd probably avoid all the Jets. If you can avoid all the Jets, I including Garrett Wilson. All of them. Yep. Yeah. All right, 6 and 1 uh Vikings taking on 4 and 4 Commanders. Um play everybody. For the for the Vikings, yeah, yeah. Jefferson, Thielen, Cook. Fuck it, you might even be able to play Hawkinson. I'd play Hawkinson. Shit, who the fuck they gonna throw to? Who's this other guy? Let's see here. Johnny Munt. You whoever the fuck that is. Don't play that guy. Hey, but Munt had one catch for one yard and one touchdown last week. Damn, that's better than what's his face did with one catch for one yard. Fucking better than Darren Waller. <laughs> was, was Darren Waller done lately at piece of shit? Um, on the commander side, I think Gibson should be the starting running back. I, I think he's earned his way back into being like the starter for them again because 
he just looks better than Robinson. Like they're not getting much done on the running game, but seven catchers, 58 yards in the touchdown. He scored in back-to-back weeks. You know, I, I like Brian yeah, Robinson. I, I, mean, think, I, I think the story's fun, but Gibson's a better running back. At least right now. As of right now, he still is. Gibson's only averaging like a half yard to carry better. I think that it could be anybody here. I, I, I do think Gibson looks better. I don't think he looks substantially better. Like if Robinson was in on some of those carries, would have you been able to do the same thing? Perhaps, you know. Like I know Gibson had that one carry, I think, two weeks ago or Robinson's first week back and it was like a 30 yard touchdown, but there was like nobody within 10 yards of him the whole play. It's like, yeah, anybody could have done that, you know, but um, I agree that it's should be Gibson, but I mean, I don't know. He fumbles the ball more. I think, um, I think the Vikings are going to put up points against these guys. So like McLaurin, Samuel, if Dotson's healthy, I'd play all the guys. Cause especially cause Heineke, has shown that he has no problem just hucking the ball over the field. I mean, mm-hmm. he's thrown 33 and 31 passes the last two games. So, you know, st- start their receivers. Yeah, That's I want to say that I picked Minnesota as my Super Bowl pick, and they are sneakily one of the best teams in the NFL nobody's talking about. They're 6-1. and one. They win, but in a very, like, unsexy way. Yeah, it's just the way they play. They play a boring style of football that works really well, you know? And it's not even that boring anymore, watching Justin Jefferson out there getting slung to. But, man, everybody's everybody's saying the top teams are Buffalo, which is probably the best team, Kansas City, Philadelphia. Like, Minnesota looks like they could beat any of those teams. Yeah. More so because they're defense, but still. Yeah, and, and, you know, Kirk Cousins doesn't, turn over the ball all that often like he's very safe with it yeah so they're interesting um this game has next team this this game has potential to be fun but it probably won't be five and three seattle taking on three and five arizona Um, how is seattle five and three i don't know man i have no idea it's weird it's so weird anyways i i still think you can play geno smith um I mean, I I'm starting him every week in a league just because like fuck it, he's been he's been pretty he's the number seven fantasy quarterback right now, and then fucking DK Metcalf, the freak of nature that he is, when they thought he hurt his patella and was going to miss some time, went six for fifty five and a touchdown last week against the Giants. Yeah, I so. benched him. I was like, there's no way this guy's going to be that's able a- to do anything good because he got a, t- a patella tendon injury. Like that's yeah. his knee, his run. In, in every league that I had Metcalf, I benched him because I was like, this motherfucker ain't going to play. And if he does play, he's going to be out there for like three snaps. Like he's not going to play. Like, yeah. And he was good. He was like, watch this, guys. Yeah. And he's like, hey, hold my beer. But, you know, Ken Walker's a fucking stud. Play that guy. Absolutely. Um, I will say this again, mm-hmm. circling back to the start looking at players that you need to kind of throw on your bench or at least keep an eye on. Travis Homer, I think he is the next man up for Seattle. Um, I will okay for the record. Homer has zero fantasy appeal unless Walker gets hurt, which he already had sports hernia surgery at the beginning of the year, so you never know. Don't you don't necessarily need to pick up Homer, but like put a little star next to his name, put him on your watch list. Mm -hmm. I agree. I wouldn't pick him up quite yet, but he's out there. Oh, dude, 
he's available in like ninety eight percent of leagues. So I'm not. Yeah, and if if Walker goes down, you're gonna know, and you're gonna be able to put your fab bid on him. And then you put all your fab on Travis Homer. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, Lockett, Metcalf, you play them. Uh, Arizona. I don't know, dude. Fucking James Conner. <laughs> he hasn't played in a few weeks. I don't, it's a good matchup for him, but I don't know if he's out. I mean, Eno Benjamin's in. Yeah, I guess. Call of Duty came out. I know Call of Duty was out last week when he played Minnesota, but the multiplayer wasn't out, and the multiplayer is out now. Yep. So, so now he's probably going to be shitty. But mm-hmm. you know, you still go out there with uh, Murray. L- fucking goddamn, love you, DeAndre Hopkins. D- d- like honestly, over the last like nine, ten seasons that he's been in the NFL, he's been one of my favorite wide receivers to watch. Period. He's been so much fun for his entire career. And uh, he reminds me of Larry Fitzgerald, not in the play style by, or anything, but like just like the longevity of mm-hmm. greatness. You know what I like about DeAndre Hopkins, too, is he's only like six. They list him at six one. He's like six one, six two, but he plays like he's six foot six. Like he he, he kind of reminds me of Calvin Johnson and Calvin Johnson was like six, six or six, five. But he reminds me like he plays like he's that big. But Did you see that fucking catch he made? Dude, last his one handed his one handed touchdown catch. Yeah, like, on like a bullet, he just stuck it out and the ball just stopped in his hand. Yeah. It was the craziest thing. So I mean, like, if if you drafted and sat on Hopkins all year, congratulations, because you hit a lottery ticket. <laughs> so Yeah, I agree. Rondale Moore, too inconsistent. He's too inconsistent. He's got a lot of upside. So if you're like looking for like a splash, you could pan out. Like last week, he had eight, seven, seven receptions, ninety-two yards, and a touchdown. It was great. Like if you need the splash, and you're looking for a ceiling instead of a floor, it's all right. Robbie Anderson is exactly what we thought Robbie Anderson would be. Yeah, he sucks. But yeah, but shit. with Rondale Moore though, at the very least, I mean, he's probably not. I think he's rostered in just about every league. If he's a, if he's out there, throw him on your bench. At the very least, put him on your bench because. If something were to happen to Hopkins or whatever, you would. You yeah, know. he needs to be rostered. Yes. Uh, moving on, five and two Titans, five and two Chiefs. Fucking Derrick Henry, man. Do you know oh, in the last like nine games or eight games or six, did you skip whatever one? it was? You skipped one, but that's I did. Who did I skip? The Rams and Tampa Bay. Yeah, fuck that game. That's okay. We'll, we'll <laughs> do that one. All right, three and four Rams taking on three and five. Uh, Buccaneers, in which will be a disgusting game, because Ronnie Rivers. Who would have thought te- both these teams would have been three and something this week? This you would expect this to be like five and three and like five and two, going at it head to head here. No, nope. you would think this game would have like NFC Championship potential, <laughs> like it did mm-hmm. last year, or two years, or or at least in the playoffs. But last these year. teams both suck. Especially because, like I said, Ronnie Rivers, for some reason, is listed as the starter. So, I guess pick him up, even though it's a fucking disaster. It's so bad. Cause like, don't you know, pick up out- anybody. No, because outside of Cooper Cup and Higby, I don't want to play anybody on the Rams. Well, who the fuck knows if uh, Kyron Williams is going to come back finally. And we'll see what he's got. But he's floating out there. He's on the IR, but he's been activated to be eligible to return. So, it's any time now. Mm-hmm. Well, his 21-day window is open, so, you know, they got three weeks to pick mm-hmm. when he fucking starts. So, rumor has it that he will play week nine. I don't know. We'll see. I don't 
The dude, like I said, outside of Cup and Higby, I don't really want to play anybody. Although you should throw Van Jefferson on your bench. Yeah, I agree. Cup and Higby. That's it. Yeah. And then uh for the Bucks. I don't know. You still play Lenny, Evans, Godwin. That's probably it. Not even yeah, Brady. That's it. Fuck, like fuck you, Tom Brady. Nah, fuck Brady. I, I fucking la- stuck with you way too long already. I didn't really have any better options, but still. At this right, point, that, you could say that that's what you're going to get is 15 points. Yeah, fucking sucks. All right, now moving on. Five and two t- Titans and five and two Chiefs. Derrick Henry, I wish he could play Houston every week because over his last, like, I think it was like six games. Yeah, I think it was, two it was some ridiculous. Every game against them, yeah. It was like it was like his last six games against the Texans have resulted in like 800 yards and like eight touchdowns. It's fucking mm-hmm. crazy, like the stat line that he puts up against Houston. Like, remember when everybody was worried about Derrick Henry after he played the Giants, who have proven to be better than we thought, and then Buffalo. Yeah, I was one of those people. I, I, I saw I saw Derrick Henry get decleated, and I was like. I don't know, man. Derrick Henry sucks. And now he's the running back yeah. five. And now he's just bulldozing everybody again. Yeah. He's back. I take I, I, I apologize to everything negative I said. Yeah, about don't Derek let Henry. him know, dude. He'll fuck you up, dude. He'll just it, run full speed and put his shoulder in your ass. It's wild though, because like when you when you see him on the field, he is bigger than every single player on the fucking field. He is so fucking giant. I kind of wonder why people haven't tried to find more of these, like, 6'3", 6'4", 250-pound backs. Like, I understand that they're not all that agile and stuff, but, like, there's got to be another running back out there that's just, like, strong enough and big enough and, like, decent enough. Because Derrick Henry's good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You could probably get a good running back. Out of most athletic people, Derrick Henry's size. They won't all be Derrick Henry, but you should be able to get like an RB two out of like any athletic person that size. Because if they get a hole, there there's no defensive back that's gonna even put their body in front of this dude. Dude, could you imagine being a linebacker and like you see Derrick Henry coming through like the B gap, and you just see the six foot four, two hundred and like eighty pound man running full speed at you? You're just like, fuck, like. This is yeah, you're hurt. just going to fucking go for his legs. Like, I'm going to try to trip him. That's pretty much what they do. But, like, the fa- like with pads on, the fact that he's, like, 300 pounds of angry muscle, like, he he is legit a bull. Like, he is an actual, like, bull stampeding through the fucking, like, you know, offensive Yeah, bull, defensive a bull line. in a china shop. Yeah, he, yeah, he it's, is. He's I, I love Derrick Henry. to watch. Um... But he's the only player you play for the Titans. Yes, this is correct. Because I, I think, I think the Malik Willis experiment's over. Because that was awful. <laughs> yeah, it was not like, good. That, the Ryan Tannehill experience has not been good either, though. So no, but it, see, that's just how bad Malik Willis was. That t- it, how like, the fuck are they five and two? They're another team where you're like, how the hell? Their defense is okay. Derrick Henry and Derrick Henry. Uh, other side. I wish the Chiefs would have gone for a running back. Like if they would have gotten Naheem Hines or like Kareem, they should have just got Kareem Hunt back. But I think I think Coach, God, I think Andy Reid's like, nah, fuck that guy. Like 
He, I'm yeah, I don't think he likes him. Well, yeah. you know, if he if he never kicked his girlfriend or whoever the fuck he hit, you know, he'd probably still be a chief. Yeah, and a damn good one. Yeah, he'd probably be a future Hall of Famer if he, you know, because like that, like the yeah. two three years that he played for Andy Reid, he was the best running back in football. Yeah, he if was. You would so just control your temper, Kareem. Yeah, piece of shit. Now you're just all angry over there in Cleveland because Nick Chubb is so much better than you. Dude, look at Cleveland, dude. Fucking Kareem Hunt and Deshaun Watson, dude. Take him to the show. Yeah, the dirtbag city. <laughs> yeah, no shit. That's why their team's called the Browns. You know what? If we have any listeners in Cleveland, fuck you. Your dirtbag <laughs> yeah, city. your brown fucking football team. Yeah, Who names your football team after a color? Yeah, you piece the of San shit. Francisco, the San Francisco Reds. Yeah. I guess there's Although a baseball team called the Reds. There's the, Stan- there's the Stanford Cardinal. Which, that team yeah. actually makes no sense, because they're called the Stanford Cardinal, which is like the color Cardinal Red, but their mascot's a fucking Christmas tree. I thought it was a bird. No. It's Cardinal, like the Oh, the it's because like red. the Redwoods, because they're up in the Redwoods, yeah. Yeah. Dumb. But it's stupid. So, d- anyways. It's almost as dumb as Commanders. You mean the bullfrogs, the Washington bullfrogs? The bullfrogs, that's correct. You know, I actually like the bullfrogs so much better than the commanders. Like, I'd much like if they would have named themselves the bullfrogs. I've been like, we should make a fucking Madden team called the bullfrogs, like a pro Madden team. Like, let's find some pro players and hire them to be our bullfrogs team. Yeah, we'll play against uh, Kyler Murray because he he he's gonna be pretty soon just be a professional e e gamer, and. Um, I'm not playing any of the running backs. Kadarius Tony's very interesting to me. At, at the very least, everybody should pick him up. He should be rostered in 100% of leagues, just because the fact that the the Giants gave up on him. But Andy Reid, he's one of the best, you know, offensive minds in football. Like he'll find a way to get the most. And out the of real Tony. thing with Kadarius Tony is he's fucking good. Yeah, like he's just hurt. Like, he's actually pretty fucking good. It's not like, you know, he just hasn't had an opportunity and it's, will he get it here? Who the hell knows? But, like, if they use him, he's a good football player. Yeah. And I hope he does good because I would love to see him pan out. Like, I could see him taking over number two, him and Juju across from one another. Well, like, this might not be, like, the best comparison, but Kadarius Tony could be another Tyreek Hill for that offense where you're insanely fast and great in space. And if he's healthy, he's available in 43% of leagues right now. So like pick him the fuck up. Like, unfortunately he's rostered every fucking league yeah. I'm in. Like I can't get him Cause yeah, I play, I play in leagues with fucking animals, but, um, but God, pick him up. Yeah. And if he's, you're in one of the leagues where this guy's available, let us know if you need a spot filled. Yeah. I'll gladly because we'll come gladly to take please. these players. Yeah, please take me. Not because, um, like you said, I mean the the sample size is small because he missed a lot of time last year due to injury as well. But dude, he had like games where he'd go for like you know ninety six yards and like two touchdowns. Like he he's a good football player, and it, and Andy Reid, you know, he made Donovan McNabb a borderline you know uh, Hall of Famer. And, you know, he he's a great, great football coach. And Kadarius Tony is actually a very good football player. There's a reason why he was a first-round draft pick 
And even even um uh what was it? Last year when Tony was drafted. Actually, I'm looking at a stat line. He actually scored no touchdowns last year. So I I I, I stand corrected. But he did have a game six for seventy eight, ten for one eighty nine. So I mean the the talent is there. It's been so the thing too is like the Chiefs are a contender. Contenders aren't going and trading for a bunch of garbage players. Like look at what the Dolphins did. They upgraded their running or they fixed their the Chase Edmonds situations. They upgraded the defense. Like they're going out and getting pieces that they think will help them take it to the next level in the playoffs. Like the real playoffs. There's a reason they went out and got Tony. They aren't just getting him to fill a role or to fill a spot. You know, they're they're getting them to use them. Yeah, and like, and plus, like, like I still remember last year when the Giants took him in the first round. Every analyst was like, "This is a great draft pick. Like, this guy is like a future, you know, superstar wide receiver. Like, this guy's a fucking stud." And I I still believe in Kadarius Tony, so he's available. He still could be. We just we haven't seen a full enough picture yet. Yeah, because health. And, uh, you know, again, he's available in 43% of leagues. So pick him up. Like, there's a chance you play in a league where he's available. Mm-hmm. And finally, last game, the Monday night football game. Five and three Ravens, three and five Saints. Gus Edwards. Yeah. I know you hate him, but I think Kenyon Drake should be picked up in leagues. I mean. I I agree. I just fucking hate Kenyon Drake. I, like, if you can put your your hate for Kenyon Drake aside, I mean, you know, last week in a tough matchup, uh, Edwards got banged up, but you know, seven for sixty-two, so almost nine yards a carry, four catches for five yards, but he had a touchdown. So I mean, I just don't get it, man. He had five yards the week before. Mm-hmm. Well, Edwards got hurt. Yeah, yeah, and really, he's like the last man standing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone's hurt on that fucking team. Uh, Rashad Bateman is going to be hurt for an extended period of time. They gave no timeline, so that sucks. But this Devin is Duvernay, the same thing that happened in in Baltimore last year. Everybody got hurt. Um, so I mean, you know, I I think you pick up, and you could probably even, especially in the the thin bye week. You know, everyone's out this week, so you know you might be able to play Gus Edwards or Kenyon Drake. Um, I think you can actually play Devin Duvernay. Because with you know Rashad Bateman out last week went four for thirty one, but he also had two carries for thirty three yards and a touchdown. So I I think Duvernay might be a name. Um, and then deep 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 dive, Demarcus Robinson. You know he was a former Chief. He was like the deep the deep threat. And last yeah, week I mean, six he's gonna for get a roll. You know, and, yeah. and Bateman's and out. Bateman's out. He fills in nicely right there. Oh, and then keep in mind. Isaiah Likely, because I've read very conflicting things about Mark Andrews. Um, I read that his shoulder is severely injured and he's going to miss the rest of the season. I've read that he avoided a major injury, but he might miss time. I read that he is only a little bit hurt and going to miss a little bit of time. But Isaiah Likely last week with Andrews out six for 77 and a touchdown. So he filled right into that Mark Andrews role. And if Andrews misses a significant amount of time, Isaiah likely could be a potential like league winning tight end. Cause now you have another Mark Andrews. 
Yeah, so. and he looks good. I mean, he, we've seen a pretty limited sample size, but when he's in there, he's looked really good. And again, this is just how gross the tight end position is. Isaiah Likely only has one double-digit point fantasy uh, game this year. He only has one touchdown on the year. He didn't. He had two goose eggs in week one and week four, but he's the tight end 24. <laughs> so that's just how fucking yeah, bad this is. Yeah, this is like with no opportunity he's a tight end too. Yeah. So pick up Isaiah Likely, um, especially if, if Andrew's going to miss time. So at the even, and I hate rostering two tight ends, I would still pick up Isaiah Likely and just let him sit on your bench. Even yeah, if and you Andrews, better get off your ass and go get him if you have Andrews. Yes, 100%. Because I'd rather pick him up this week for like eight, eight fab dollars versus if Andrews is out and you have to dump 100% of your fab to get Likely. So, mm-hmm. agree. Um, other side of the ball for the Saints, play Kamara, Alave. Do you still roll yeah. out Taysom Hill? Like, realistically, because, like, <laughs> I mean. It's funny. Yeah, I do. He, he had the big week where he had 36 points, right? That's not going to happen again. No. Since then, he scored four and a half, which is not great. 9.6, pretty good from a tight end. And then 7.7, not terrible for a tight end, you know? So, why the hell not? The upside is still 30 points, you know, regardless Mm. of the – and the floor doesn't seem to be too low. seems to be right under 10 points. You know what's funny? Talk about how volatile the tight end position is. Uh, Hill has two weeks of double-digit points, and granted, one was a 34-point week. But he did not play in week three, but he's still the tight end five. So, yeah, I guess you play Hill. Yeah. Michael Thomas, yeah, what do you do with him? Well. Like, you can't drop Fuck, him. Fuck, I don't know. You can't trade him. I don't think. If he if he plays, I will play him. Yeah. Will, because he's been good the games he's played in. I mean, his worst game this year was against Carolina week three, the last time he played. But he had 50 yards, and he caught five of five tar- five passes on five targets. Like, he's going to see close to, you know, in between seven to ten targets a game and probably red zone opportunities. He's the best red, red, red zone receiver if he plays. But it, who the fuck knows when slash if he's going to come back? It's the same thing as last year. No timetable for his return ever, and you're just left sitting being like, okay, like, is he gonna play again? Should I cut him? Should I hold him? You can't move him. I I traded him in a dynasty league for Traylon Burks straight up because I was like, I don't want to deal with this bullshit anymore. I love that trade for you. Yeah, I was like, I'll wait on Burks' injury. I'm gonna be waiting on Thomas's injury till he's dead, so I might as well wait for Burks. Yeah, but at least at the at the very least, at least Burks is young. So Right. Yeah. You know, uh fucking Michael Thomas is like thirty or almost thirty. So it's like, you know, you can't do anything with them. And it sucks because I have Thomas yeah, in a but couple I leagues. I would play him, though. If... Oh, yeah, no, if he, if he plays, play him because he's he had two touchdowns. He's had three touchdowns in three games, you know, so it's like I'd play him. Mm-hmm. The upside's there. It's just yeah. he's a little bitch. Yeah, <laughs> just, that's the problem. Big bitch at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's just he's just fucking he's just out there collecting paychecks. So. Mm hmm. Cool, man. 
Look at that. We did it just a little over an hour. Yeah, not bad. So we are not going to have any shows the rest of the week. Uh, we'll be back next week because I, you know, I'm going to be gone. And yeah, you're, you're an adult with yeah. things to do. And then and then you and uh, Rome, Rome will be back soon. He's still dealing with uh, his sickness. So Rome will be back soon. But I, I know that you guys don't like recording when I'm gone. And that's okay. I'm, I, I love that you guys love me. And I love you guys. And I love the listeners. It's just that n- nobody knows how to do the intro or outro, man. So it's super awkward. I told.